What's going on? What's going on, everybody? It is the only sports podcast. I'm Will. That's Casino. Hi. We are back. Casino, how you doing today? Nah, not too bad. Can't complain. Feel much better now. I'm not sick. That's good. I was, yeah. I was worried. I was worried about this baby. Uh, you are. You have healed. You are feeling better. You're ready to talk sports, and we have a lot of sports to talk about. Casino. Oh my goodness, do we, we have a lot of sports to talk about? We originally switched. <laughs> we switched from two days to one or two episodes a week to one episode a week because we were like, I don't even know what we're going to talk about right now at the moment. I just, when it comes to NFL and NBA, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I have 12 topics and one college football topic is, or one college basketball topic as well. So this show is loaded, Casino. Are you ready to dive? I am. Let's do it. Okay. Would you rather talk about Lamar Jackson, Derek Carr, or Daniel Jones? Um, let's, let's go Jackson. We've, we've we've talked about him a lot. Let's just start off hot and heavy. Let's get him. Let's get okay. him rolling. So Lamar Jackson was placed with the non-exclusive franchise for thirty-two million dollars next year, and this has I don't I don't even know. This has turned the NFL just on its head. Because I've also never seen this before. A bunch of teams that were potential landing spots for him if they did want to trade for him. A a handful of teams from like the Falcons to the Panthers. Teams you would think would be in on a Lamar Jackson type player, right? Because they don't have current starting quarterbacks. All just came out and said, nope, not interested. Like the Lions... Also, I think the Lions are uh, the rumored front runner for him right now, but I don't know. Just it seems like a bunch of teams have just come out and said no thanks, which has made a lot of people put their hands in the air and be like, this never happens. Why are they doing this with Lamar Jackson? So thoughts on the Ravens giving Lamar Jackson a non-exclusive tag casino. How do you think this ends with him in Baltimore? (sighs) I, dude, I still don't know. I just, I just don't know, because again, people don't want him. He's injury prone, so I mean, he's available. You know what? What are we going to do with it? I just, as you said, people are going out. Or franchises are going out. Ah, no, we don't want him. We don't want him. We don't want him. I don't. I, I get what they're saying. Like he's a good quarterback. You know, he's won an MVP, but you gotta, you gotta finish the season. You said that multiple times last episode. You need to finish the season. It it doesn't matter, you know, how good you are when you're on the field, but you, because you got to be on the field. So, yeah. yeah well, I and I mean, I know it was kind of like, it's now like a, a joking thing because so many AFC quarterbacks dropped out, but Tyler Huntley did make it to the Pro Bowl casino. He was in there for the AFC. <laughs> so... He is a Pro Bowl caliber backup quarterback. I it's mean, on his saying. resume. <laughs> yeah. But I really do think 
So in terms of, cause you hear a lot and like NFL players are saying this, some like NFL uh, reporters and stuff are saying that this smells of collusion, right? Where it's all the NFL owners coming together and being like, we can't let the Deshaun Watson thing happen again, Ooh, where some, some dumbass fucking team comes out of nowhere this in this case the browns and goes you want 250 million guaranteed like no matter what happens we'll give it to you and then that just inflates and fucks up everybody else's quarterback situation or cap situation because it's like now you have people like lamar jackson and i'm sure he won't be the first who is just like i want that deal even though everybody it's an outlier yeah Everybody from fans to owners to agents know that deal was bad. And it looks even worse if after what we saw Deshaun Watson play like last season. If he well, even we knew it was continues. Be like that. Yeah. And the the then you have the Russell Wilson contract, which he went to a new team, new situation. And that was also pretty fucking bad because in both cases, Browns had a pretty good defense before Deshaun Watson got there. Pretty good offense for a couple years. And then they just didn't really go anywhere. So they spent all their fucking money to bring this guy in. And we, they were like, he's going to solve our problems. And then turns out being away from football for two years isn't – you still just don't come back at what you were when you left. And then with Russell Wilson, it was we have a top five defense – Let's capitalize, and then he sucks, and now they have no draft, no, no picks. money, they can't yeah, no money. draft picks, yeah. no money, no nothing. So with the Ravens, I kind of, I mean, well, from their perspective, the non, the non-exclusive means it's going to take minimum two first-round picks. Then you have to work out a deal with Lamar Jackson's mom, which we'll get to, and then the Ravens can match that to avoid and just give Lamar Jackson the contract of a team that he would agree to go to save him. And then it's up to Lamar Jackson where he can choose blah, blah, blah. Now, if they would have given him the exclusive contract, that means the exclusive franchise tag, I think it would have been like 10 more million dollars and then nobody else could potentially trade for him. So I really think that the week one starter for the Baltimore Ravens, either because he's sitting out or because he goes to a different team, I don't think it's going to be Lamar Jackson. I really don't. Right. I'd put money. Yeah, on I mean, you want cons- you want consistency, you know, at quarterback. You don't want to expect this guy to be in there and then uh, be like, all right, well, when is he going to leave? When is he going to leave? When is he going to leave? No, if he whether he sits or whether he's not wanting to sit, you still bench him. This is how I would coach because he could be out anytime. So yeah. Well, but you're also not going to be paying $35 million to a guy sitting on your bench. Like, well, at that point, just trade him. I don't know if he does. I don't think I've seen it anywhere. You got to have some no trade clause. I, I I haven't seen one either. But, I mean, that's you have to have a team that's wanting to trade for him. Yeah. Well, I think also, so when it comes to Lamar Jackson, everybody, and we'll get to right after this, we're going to talk about the Daniel Jones contract, but the main differences in these two players is the Giants 
are clearly rebuilding. Daniel Jones had his best year by far last year, and it was, by most quarterback standards, like, pretty fucking bad, right? He threw 15 touchdowns, like... It's just, he has more turnovers in the past, I think, three or four years. I think I saw this somewhere than like any other starting quarterback. So I agree with people being like $160 million is too much for Daniel Jones. But I don't get why people try to do the comparison where it's like $160 million is too much for Daniel Jones. But 250 million is right on the money for Lamar Jackson. It's like both things can be true. 250 million dollars is too much for Lamar Jackson and 160 dollars is too much for Daniel Jones. There's this yeah. whole connection thing and it's like it's two separate things. Just because they play the same position does not mean they exactly. both are worth. That, that that's it. where everybody's that that's where like these deals I don't understand how these players think that they're going to be getting what the other player had. You're still an individual that has your individual skills. You're, you're this good. You're that good. You know, you're that bad. You're this bad, whatever. You're not the same fucking player. Things are not going to be the exact same just because you're in that position. And I don't think a lot of players get get that except for the ones that are trying to go out and like get those top deals that are, that know they rightfully so should like a Patrick Mahomes or something like that, where you should be setting the market. Well, exactly. And with the Lamar Jackson situation, the issue with him that has been throughout this entire process. And then the Deshaun Watson aspect of it kind of just made it way more of an issue when it comes to this contract is he wants all the money guaranteed. Or he wants, I believe the last uh, report was he wants a $250 million contract with $200 million of it guaranteed. Like yeah, Again, he doesn't care about playing football. He knows he's injury prone. He just wants to make his damn money. That's not which, how this works. I, I understand. No, I, fuck, I would love that too. But yeah, that's not how this works. That's not how the league works because it's still a business. It's not just, hey, I'm decent at my position. So give me all the money. Uh, no, it's you have to still work at it. it. It's a it's a business. You can't just coast. You just can't. You can't well, do that. Well, also, it's one of those things where it's like, listen, would you pay two hundred fifty million dollars for a quarterback where you know, just based on history, he's going to miss potentially half the season, potentially a quarter of it, potentially three games, potential like there's all this there's all this tape on Lamar Jackson where it's like the red flags for Lamar Jackson to me are three things. One is obvious, it's the injury history. Two, it's we haven't really seen him have playoff success even with loaded Ravens teams, right? Like right. the big question mark going into the season was are the Eagles really going to start Jalen Hurts because he had such a bad game in the playoffs? Like the question marks with him were he's a starting quarterback in the NFL and we saw him in one playoff game and he looked terrible and then they had everybody second guessing. We've seen Lamar Jackson in every playoff game he's played not be good. Like so when he has played the top echelon teams like 
He just hasn't shown up in the playoffs. So that's one of my red flags that I just never hear mentioned. He's a great regular season quarterback, but you don't remember the great regular season quarterbacks. No, we judge every quarterback by how many Super Bowls and how they are in the playoffs. Right. So that's why Kirk Cousins isn't everyone's favorite quarterback. Right. And then the third thing to me is you have the injury, right? You have the playoff uh, uh, thing. And then the third thing, and this has to be a talking point, is his mom as the agent is the reason Deshaun Watson got the big contract that he did is because he has a fucking agent who fleeced the Cleveland Browns to give his client money, right? Like that was, that's the whole point of agents, right? You pay them 10% of your earnings because they get you these insane fucking contracts that people like you and me sit here and are just like, (laughs) how the fuck did Deshaun Watson get that? Like also uh, I know we both like uh cowherd or whatever. Yeah. Call in. Good man. I was listening to one of his shows and he brought up a fucking great point, which I haven't heard anybody else say. So I'll just steal his take, but at least I give credit to him right now. He was making it, or he was making the point that the thing with agents is you don't, you as the team doesn't want to fuck over an agent, right? Because he potentially has other clients that you will then be fucked over or passed over if the opportunity ever comes up where they can be on your team, right? So you don't want to piss off one of the top 10 agents in the NFL because who fucking knows how many clients he has or any of the rookies that come out that they have the clients with, blah, 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 blah. However, if you want to fuck over Lamar Jackson's mom as the agent, guess what? She only has one client. So if you're not in the Lamar Jackson business, why the fuck do you care if you're just like, nope, fuck Lamar Jackson's mom. She's not anybody else's agent. Like, so that was a point where I was like, that's, that's true. Like, that's good. Now, the last talking point of this casino, uh, I don't think he stays with the Ravens. Do you? No, I I think he's gone. I I really just, I mean, it, it shows when they do the, when they, uh, leave it up for a trade you know they're not it's a uh oh my gosh what am i not an exclusive and uh blah 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 what oh my gosh not an exclusive oh non-exclusive franchise tag thank you non-exclusive i'm looking for the fucking word non non (laughs) non oh god (laughs) non-exclusive like they left it open for the trade they don't care to keep them there they don't they're actually wanting somebody to come in and take this contract away yeah. Now, where do you think he goes is the next question that we're basically at at this point. Because I feel like the consensus now is the Ravens, Lamar Jackson showed his hand, right? And was just like, this is what I want. Give me this or I'm going someplace else. And the Ravens were like, we're not giving you that, but we don't want you to go anywhere else. So I feel like it's already... Like, no way in fuck Lamar Jackson goes back to the Baltimore Ravens. I was legitimately be shocked. So the teams reportedly, as of yesterday, that have said they will not be pursuing a deal with Lamar Jackson are the Falcons, Panthers, Raiders, Dolphins, Commanders. I read somewhere that 
Apparently the Lions are like talking to him. Apparently the Jets are of the rest of the teams left in the NFL. Obviously, so Ravens, Panthers, Falcons, Raiders, Dolphins, Commanders are out, right? That's of a big chunk. Teams, that I mean that's a that's a quarter, uh almost a quarter of the league. Uh where do you think he goes, Casino? Dude, I I don't know. I do you have a thought? Like, I really don't know who'd want to pick him up. I mean, I think I I honestly would have said my two teams where he would have gone would have been the Commanders because the Commanders just feel like a team that would be like, "Fuck it, here's all this money to this one quarterback. We've always had quarterback issues. Like, come in here, solve one of our biggest things, and just." have at it solve it or make it worse still you never know yeah i do think i do think uh there's reports and we'll get to him in a second where the jets and aaron Rodgers are apparently talking and then what is it uh Derek carr and the jets were talking i think the jets out of all the options on the list clearly lamar jackson is who you would want out of those three i mean disagree with that no i don't that's i mean that's fair it's just uh if you're the jets why the fuck would you if you're taking a flyer on a quarterback that's going to be expensive as shit why would you pay one year for aaron Rodgers at 40 million dollars when you can get lamar jackson for i don't know do it do it do it if you want to do a Patrick Mahomes style deal with Lamar Jackson, where you put him on a 10 year contract and space everything out, backload the contract. So there's not a lot of dead money and guarantee him. I mean, we'll also talk about Derek Carr. He got a hundred million dollars guaranteed, right? So you want to give Lamar Jackson be like, listen, we can give you 150 million guaranteed out of a 500 million, 10 year, eight year, seven year contract. Like how the fuck would he say no to that? Like it's, it's clearly about the money. And again, we're not here to tell people not to spend money, especially when it's hundreds of millions of fucking dollars, but right. It's a big, yeah, it just seems like, like the jets. I mean, so you can count out all the AFC North teams, right? They would never trade them in fucking division. Uh, AFC South, you can count out the Jaguars, maybe Titans, maybe Colts, maybe Texans instead of, you know, trade or instead of doing the number one pick, maybe they throw it all in for Lamar Jackson. I don't know. But uh, your Patriots, maybe Dark Horse, Dark Horse team. Well, I mean, we, we, we saw what happened last time the Patriots had a running quarterback didn't work out for him. Uh, yeah, that's true. Uh, they still, they will, what I'm saying is, is they didn't utilize the run. They were just throwing him. So, yeah, I really do think though, it's either jets. Maybe I don't think they would have the cap space for it at all, but I feel like an interesting team that would do something like this, especially after the reports of their quarterback have come out, the Rams apparently, mm-hmm. Stafford, I read a report where Stafford is a lot closer to retirement than people think. And there's like reports out there that he basically can't throw anymore. Like his, his arm is just done. 
I mean, I read so, I read a few of those as well. That's interesting. So let me uh, let me ask you about the Jets. So obviously the Jets didn't get Carr. He's going to New Orleans, playing for the Saints. Um, I really felt like I it was going to be one of those two teams. So now if the Jets don't don't get Rodgers and like say Rodgers goes to which I still think he's going to go to the Raiders. Um, mm-hmm. I personally, I still think he's going to go there. Uh, what do the Jets do if they, let's say they can't get a Rodgers or Jackson? I mean, they're in need of a quarterback. Do you think the quarterbacks, the quarterbacks just don't want to play there? Or do you think that the Jets organization aren't just make, like, aren't ponying up for them to play? Like, well, uh, I think for, for uh, quarterback. I, uh, we can segue this into talking about Derek Carr, but. I don't know. Maybe it's just, I feel like we never really talk about like the stink of certain NFL teams or whatever. Right. Like it's one, like the jets are one of those teams where it's like, if you're not a fan of the jets, you're always kind of like, who the fuck would want to play for the jets. Right. They haven't been relevant. They've won one super bowl since 1967, I believe. Right. Super bowl three. And it was like, and it's just like the jets are only a team people talk about in the way they do because they're New York, right? If they were the fucking green Bay jets, nobody would fucking talk about them ever. They would might, they might as well be the Houston Texans where it's just like out of everyone's mind, unless they're in your division or you're a fan of them. Right. But the jets really like of all the teams last season, I feel like you can count on one hand, maybe even less than that. Like how many are just like one piece away, right? Like the Jets, they had a competent run game. They had a great run game with uh, the rookie Brees Hall before he got injured. They had Garrett with him, Wilson. With, even, with, even with him out when they got night and like it was still a competent running game as you're saying. Yeah. yeah. So they have uh, at least one or two running backs who can get you 100 yards a game if you want to do run by committee, blah, blah, blah. O-line is uh, top half of the league, right? Defense is top five. You have an emerging – you have, and the thing with them is you have a young – emerging like defense and offense right yeah. so if you you're, you're missing one it, you're missing one piece which is a competent decent quarterback that's it dude zach wilson last year our favorite quarterback that motherfucker right he was out there last year slinging dick and slinging for 70 yards a game and they were still winning like now imagine if you get we don't like rogers but rogers is a hundred times better than Zach. Oh, they Wilson. get Rogers. You can probably <laughs> add at least two, maybe three games to what their record was this year. I would say yeah, at least. Two. I think if I, th- I uh, if I was the Jets, I would have uh, gave Derek Carr whatever the fuck he wanted. Like as long as he doesn't want two hundred. I really thought he was going there. Guaranteed. I thought he was. I, I thought too. Carr was going to the Jets. There were all the reports out there of like, oh man, the Jets are telling him he can be in the Hall of Fame if he goes with them. And like, they're really stroking his ego and giving him all this money. And then he goes to the Saints, which I love New Orleans, some of the best food I've ever had in my life. But I don't think New Orleans is as close to ready as the Jets, even though, and let's segue to that casino. So Derek Carr signed a contract. It was four years. Up, oh, I have it right here. 
four years, a hundred million or $150 million, a hundred million in total guarantees. He also gets $70 million uh, effective, fully guaranteed 60 million at signing. And then another 10 years in year three or another 10 million, 10 million year three. So basically he gets a hundred million guaranteed, a hundred fifty million uh dollar deal, four years, and that's by Ian Rappaport on yeah, 60, Twitter. 60 so, million at sixty million at signing, ten at the end, or ten in third year, and then thirty at the end, um guaranteed. Yeah. Like yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'll take that. I mean, four years I feel like is the perfect length of time because let's say he comes out and sucks and then it's just like all right well we're gonna suck for three years two and a half years and then we put somebody else in there we eat the dead cap and then it's just like a reset right yeah well they can if they if it's not working out by the end of year two you already start with that rebuild you you kind of figure out what kind of quarterback that you want what you're going to shoot for uh whether you want to be like a rust uh a a rushing quarterback or if you, you want that was loud yeah, sorry. Uh, a rushing <laughs> quarterback, <laughs> squirrel, um, or like a passive quarterback. And, you know, you work out what kind of quarterback you want. Do you want somebody that can be mobile in the pocket but still is a passing quarterback like a Mahomes? Or, you know, you figure that out and you start that rebuild early. So I totally agree. Four years, I mean, I've given my opinion uh, a billion times about how I hate long contracts. I just fucking can't stand them. Uh because it's not just it it's like the Patrick Mahomes one. Yeah, that's fair. Because it's 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 team friendly. You know. Yeah. You're not you're not screwing over your whole team. So that's fine. Oh, you mean like and the Browns? <laughs> like there you go. Uh, so yeah, no, I'm totally fine with this deal. I mean, it's smart by the organization. But you're right. The Jets are more ready than at least in our eyes than what the Saints are. Um, but the Saints, you know, they're competent. They're not awful. Uh, but yeah, um, we'll see. Now the crazy thing is, and I just pulled up the cap space for, uh, this year, like going into, you know, the draft and free agency and all these trades and signs and blah, 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 blah. Uh, how the fuck the saints did this deal with their, do you want to guess how much cap space they have, uh, with it, with this off season? I don't know. Four. They have negative $24 million. Oh. So they need to find basically $25 million before the start of the year. With You know, the start of the official football year or whatever. The only one who has a worse cap situation is the Tampa Bay Bucks, who have negative $48 million. So well, that team's blown up. <laughs> I mean... uh. The So that also brings us to the Lamar Jackson thing, just to go back to that for a second. Uh, Chicago has the most cap space this offseason, which I think they've kind of now fully committed to fields, right? Because oh, there yeah. were a bunch of teams asking, are you going to draft a quarterback? Are you going to trade fields? Blah, blah, blah. And they basically, I think their GM and coach basically, an owner came out and were like, fields is our guy. We're going to go with fields. So they have the most cap space. If they can get him some weapons and some key pieces on defense, 
Bears might be one or two years away from being a contender, especially if Rodgers leaves. That opens up the NFC North. Right? That finally opens up for them. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so number two is Atlanta with the with 60, 64 million. They said they're out. The next two are the ones where I don't know. I trust the Falcons with being like, we're out. I don't trust the Raiders because we know the Raiders are actively looking for a quarterback. Right. Like, right. Uh, so the next two are Raiders, Houston, and then nobody really in that mix that would need a quarterback. So I really do think uh, we're talking about Car- uh, Carr, now Rogers and Lamar with the with the Raiders casino. Who do you think they get? Or do you think if you had to put money on it? Do you think there's more of a chance Rodgers goes to the Jets or Raiders right now today? Raiders. And why Raiders. would you he, say that over the Jets? Well, he's already he you know that he has his issue and his confidence um issues when it comes to throwing the ball to players that he's not, you know, that he's not used to. And so you already got Adams over there that knows knows him. He knows Adams. He's got a very good relationship with him. So you know, like how it was this year where he didn't want to throw it to pretty much anybody because he didn't trust anybody. So he, you actually have somebody there that you can trust. He knows that he's got a safety blanket for himself. Um, plus, he wants to be in the spotlight. Where better to be in the spotlight than Vegas? I know the well, the New Jets York. are <laughs> Jets. Well, I know New York and the Jets, but whatever. But again, that franchise hasn't been notable forever. Um, I mean, just think about it, the last decade what do you hear more about both both shitty teams for the last decade what do you hear more about the raiders or the jets yeah the raiders yeah he wants to be in that spotlight it is a broken organization he loves the broken home kind of feel that that he wants (laughs) i'll be honest he he loves he strives (laughs) off that he does he really does he strives off that um well yeah that's why his whole family hates him right he likes he like likes that he likes conflict he likes conflict except when you uh are are combative against him in any way which is i've heard this from multiple people and i agree i think new york would eat him fucking alive like the media and everything you hear about that he is not a Eli Manning or Daniel Jones kind of guy who just seems like numb to it all and dumb and like doesn't give a shit like you know like that just dumbfounded like oh what are they saying like yeah it sounds like he would crack under that pressure with with the Vegas media I mean you and I know the Vegas media very well um they're kind of like the wild west they like they just like to sit back and they like to eat the drama up in New York they like to stir the drama up it's a great example. This is you're very right there, and I, I I agree with you. Just think of like the Kevin Durant. That was one of the biggest storylines about him playing for a New York team was Durant sensitive, very sensitive. Yeah. That that media is going to eat him up and piss him off. I guess what it did. I can see that really happening with Rogers too. Uh, that's a good yeah. point. I do. What is it? I do agree. I think the way this shakes out is obviously Carr went to the Saints. And before we move off that one, do you think it's a good move by the Saints to get Carr? Yeah, I do. 
I mean, he's, I don't think Carr's a bad quarterback. There's a lot of people out there who think he's a bad quarterback. I don't. I think he's, I think he's solid enough. Is he going to be the best quarterback ever out there? Is he Patrick Mahomes level? You know, is he uh, Jalen Hurts level? No, he's not going to be. But is he a Kirk Cousins little, you know, maybe a little better? Kirk Cousins with, him, with a chance of improvement? Yeah, that's kind of where I have him. Well, also, I, I, I don't he, think he's I don't think he's fully hit his full potential yet as a quarterback. Um, yeah. So I thought, though, he would go to the Jets um, because, as you were saying, it is a young team. He can really build that team around him like that. That he can be the guy. Um, yeah. And New Orleans, I, I think he'll do just fine. But I think it's a good grab by New Orleans. Maybe a bad move for Carr himself i actually agree with you yeah i think it might be a bad move for Carr himself but is it a good move for new orleans to get him in there yeah they'll be better than what they've had my only i agree with you because i think we both would have agreed the jets would have been a better landing spot for him only thing with him going to the saints he goes he's now uh the definitely the best quarterback in that division Right, because if Brady retires and stays retired, the other three are the Buccaneers, the Falcons, and the Panthers. Like Carr is better than all those quarterbacks right now. Uh, and you know, he goes. You don't know, from, you don't know what the Bucks are going to do. And the other two, they were sitting and sitting and starting multiple quarterbacks throughout the entire year. So, yeah. And they're Chaos. probably at least going to want the Panthers. Most likely are going to draft a new quarterback. Falcons are up in the air to who they get. Now I will say uh, with Carr going to the jets, he goes from being the third quarterback, the third to fourth best. Well, no, definitely this past year, the third best quarterback in his league to now the third best quarterback in the NFC. Like, Who's above or who's uh, above him? What hurts and like Prescott? Who else in the NFC is like at the level of we did this before where like all the good quarterbacks are in the AFC. So Carr going from the AFC to the NFC, it drastically makes him one of the best top three quarterbacks in the NFC. Who else is better than him? That's a good point. Yeah, that's solid. So I, I think it's a win for New Orleans. Maybe not so much the biggest win for Carr career-wise on longevity, but we'll see. I just, Short I just term. think that he could have made more of a name for himself in in New York. Um, yeah, by building a franchise around him instead of going being like a piece into the Saints. I also don't know. I like. Uh, New Orleans pieces, right? They have a top five defense. They have, if Kamara comes back, they have a Lave. If Michael Thomas comes back, their offensive line is pretty good. They have that weird well, Taysom Hill. Kamara might not come back because, you know, they need to make some cap space here. <laughs> yeah. But Dennis Allen, I just, I'm really hesitant to put my trust in coaches, especially after that Denver Broncos debacle last year right because when they got russell wilson myself and everyone else included was like the broncos are going to be fucking something next year and then they weren't they were going to be something i said they were going to be something 
That was it. The something, something they were was shit. That was the something casino. <laughs> but uh, so next up casino to go on this uh, quarterback carousel we got going here. Daniel Jones. Woo. I don't know if you heard or not, but he signed a four year $160 million contract. I'm looking for it right now. Where is it? Okay. He had a four-year $100 million con- or four-year $160 million contract. Do you think uh, Daniel Jones is worth that much money? I don't think he's worth that much money. I'm fine with the amount of years if you really want to try to get him going. He had a decent year this last year. Best year in his career, in my opinion. Uh, not just because, um, you know, he got him into the playoffs, this and that. I, he just looked better. He looked more confident as a quarterback um, throughout the whole season. So I'm fine with giving him a shot. Four years, we've talked about it. I'm okay with that. Uh, I maybe would have done like a three-year, but if he was hard set on a four-year deal, fine. I'd give it to him. No more. But again, that's not that much money. So, I mean... In the grand scheme of things, that's not crazy. I mean, it's still a lot, but I... Anyway. um... Daniel Jones' career touchdown to interception. He's been in the league four years, started all four years. He threw for 11,603 yards, 60 touchdowns, 34 interceptions. He threw last year 15 touchdowns, the year before 10, year before 11 and then his rookie year he threw 24 touchdowns now his the the improvement has been he threw for the most yards he's ever thrown last year the and turned the ball over the least so his rookie year he threw 12 ints 2020 through 10 2021 he threw seven last year he only threw five so his touchdowns are going down his yards are going up and his turnovers are going down. So this is my, this is my issue. Now they did so they signed him 4 years 160 million with 35 million in in incentives. They did however avoid putting the franchise tag on him so they could put the franchise tag on Saquon Barkley, sign him. So they get that they keep those two probably star players at least on the offensive side for that team but right now do you think in 4 years let's just put it in this 4 year bracket do you think daniel jones makes the giants i'm not even going to say a super bowl contender do you think that he makes them a win two games in the playoffs contender no i don't either I just don't know why, especially in it's never been easier in the NFL to be a passing quarterback, right? Like never been easier. All the rules are geared towards you. Everybody is a now an offensive minded like genius, right? Everybody has schemes and it's all he has Brian Dayball. Who's probably Looks like college top. ball. Yeah. He's uh, Brian Dayball's his coach, one of the top five offensive minds, maybe in the whole NFL. And this dude is still throwing for 15 touchdowns. Now, granted, he didn't have anybody to throw to last year, but and you have that you have that monster in running back with Barkley. So 
Yeah, and you also are, or at least I'm forgetting, Daniel Jones makes a lot of plays with his legs, right? He's a great, for as, a giant. For as mediocre as he is as a passer, he's a great runner, right? right? He's He's really good in space. He's really good in picking up those extra yards, but I don't know, man. I just don't. When I look at Daniel Jones, like, I just don't see, again, even in a weak NFC, he would be a top 10 quarterback, but I would really fight anybody who tries to put him in the top five. Like, I just don't think, I don't think he's at like a Derek Carr level, if that's crazy to say. I don't know. Like, get, now I will say, you get him some weapons, get him the equivalent of when Josh Allen got like a Stefan Diggs or whatever, get him a star wide receiver or somebody to target. And then we'll see what his numbers are, get him people to throw to. And then if he still has these stats, then it's like, I would throw my hands up and just be like, all right, I'm done. Like, I don't know what we can do for this guy, but it's a team. It seems to be a team friendly deal. I don't really think it's that crazy because there seems to be a lot of caveats you know, in terms of there's incentives to make him get uh, a good portion of that money. So I don't know. Right. Uh, Last one on the quarterback carousel is the Seahawks and Geno Smith uh, signed a three-year, $105 million contract extension. Do you like the move, Casino? Um, I don't dislike it. Nah, who am I kidding? I don't like it. I don't like it at all. I don't like it at all. <laughs> I try to I try to be I try to be nice about it now. I just don't. Now again, I feel like both of us gave Geno Smith his props during the season, right? Fun story, great uh player to watch, really cool what happened with Seattle when they kind of divorced themselves with Russell Wilson. Everyone, us included, thought they would suck this past year and then Geno Smith comes in, wins comeback player of the year. What did he come back from just being bad? Like, I don't know how, I don't know how that's a come, but any, who cares, right? He, it was a good story. He won comeback player of the year. I like Geno Smith, but how do you not just go, we'll franchise tag you, which means you get a good payday, right? Cause the franchise tag, as we saw with Lamar Jackson, you're getting upwards of 35 million bucks to be franchised tagged as a quarterback so it's not like they're be they're offering him a one-year one million dollar contract right he's getting a nice payday he's on a prove it prove you can do this one more time it wasn't just a fluke year and then we'll sign you to a three-year contract after this i just feel like i need one more year to see if it was an aberration or if it is like this is who an aberration an aberration an anomaly i don't know but yeah i so i think we're both just like good for Gito smith but if i was the seahawks eh, i don't know <laughs> I, uh now casino mm. we move from quarterbacks to running backs did you see this fucking joe mixon story i i saw it pop up i have not looked into it no so if you want to educate me, feel free. I'm here. So, well, that's the thing. I read, I read like multiple things about it, and I still don't know what the fuck happened. 
because there was so <laughs> the story is there were kids having a nerf gun war around or in front of his house okay then reports are there was shots fired from inside Joe Mixon's house to the kids playing with Nerf guns. Now, from what I've read, none of the, nobody was shot. It says, let's see, on Thursday, Hamilton County released the incident report from the March 6th incident during which police allege, oh, a kid was shot in the foot. Uh, No. Blah, blah, blah. So Mixon's representation said the running backs council had had conversations with the Hamilton community prosecutor's office and expects the case to be resolved soon. So according to the incident report, children were playing dart wars, a game that involves toy guns that shoot foam bullets. So Nerf guns, witnesses told police the uh, children were playing in the victim's backyard around eight 30 uh, Monday evening, shots were fired from the backyard of the neighboring home, which police confirmed is tied to Mixon. An unidentified subject fired 11 shots, with one of them hitting and injured uh, a child when it hit him in the foot. The injuries were not life-threatening. There's no charges have been filed, and two people were identified as suspects. What the fuck? <laughs> well, yeah. First off, we gotta find out who was in that house. Was it just Mixon or what? Like, but here's God. the thing: don't go on private property. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to find to defend. Well, this the, is the, the shooter here. From what I just means. read, doesn't it sound like they were in the next yard over? It doesn't sound like they were in his backyard. It sounds like they were in a yard over, and then shots came from the window. I don't think they were in his backyard. They were in a backyard. But keep going. No, yeah. I mean, so at night, it's dark property. And so here, my question is, like, what kind of Nerf guns were these? Again, this is not this. me just playing a little bit of a devil's advocate here. Um, I don't condone shooting blindly at children (laughs) by any means. Um, But... Nerf guns, and not just saying it's Nerf. Let's just get the Nerf out of there. Toy guns, um, all there's sometimes that they look realistic, and I have known people to um, saw off like the the orange safety on the front, so you know it's a, a fake gun. But again, it's at night, so you can't really see that. And they've made it to where some of those Nerf, I even have one where I don't even know if it's Nerf is the brand, but um, it's. It's a foam dart gun, but it shoots really hard and it's really solid tip that maybe things were hitting it and it sounded like it was. Bad. I don't know. I'm just trying to give a benefit of the doubt here, but to play devil's advocate. But again, you should not be just shooting randomly at children. I wonder if, <laughs> if he was. So whoever whoever it was, clearly you should know that it's children. You had to be a wigging out on something. There had to have been something going on. You had to have something in your system to be like, oh, they've got real guns and they're shooting at me and I'm going to shoot back. You, you had to be on something because there's, I just can't, even a psychopath, I, I don't see in the right mind would be shooting 
towards children at the in the dark and expect nothing to happen. I don't know. Well, yeah, for like what? It, so whoever it was, there's there had to been some sort of. They're not now, in the in in a good state. Let's just yeah. Say. I don't now know. I keep reading different things just, about I'm, this. But. Apparently, the uh, high school sent out a memo as long ago as 2014, like warning parents that these Nerf gun wars in this area are going to get kids like hurt. It's 2023. These Nerf gun wars have been happening since 2014. Is he new to the neighborhood? Is the person that was in his house who actually fired like visiting or something? But I agree with you. It's I think the insane part of this story is to just blindly fire a gun out a window, like at people who look like they're running around a backyard. Again, I still don't know if it's his backyard or a neighbor's backyard, but just around your house with Nerf guns. And again, yes, they could have looked like real guns and when they say kids or children and then you hear reports of it being like a high school like i don't know some high school kids can look older but still i don't know again i feel like to just randomly be like i'm gonna shoot these people is just a real leap in logic uh regardless of if it's real guns or a nerf gun war blah 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 but that's definitely a interesting story. Not our only interesting story. Yeah, when let's move on got- to our next gun story. College basketball is going on right now. We don't really talk about it a lot on this show because I don't watch like almost any college basketball. I'll watch when it gets tournament time and stuff like that. Yeah, but- and with that being said, for next episode, we need to get our brackets together because we'll brackets will be out, and we gotta we gotta we gotta make a bracket. We will do a bracket on the show. Talk about it. Usually the people who know nothing about college basketball do better. So I'm expecting to fucking wipe the floor with your casino with my hot, hot NCAA takes. But the one story that has been in college basketball that has not uh, escaped my non-watching of it has been this Brandon Miller story the player from Alabama it's I don't even and it's topical now I felt like we should hold off on it because it was just one of those things where like what the fuck would we even say about it It was all speculation blah 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 but now he came out and had a press conference yesterday where he talked about the shooting now apparently he was the one who gave a gun to a teammate and that gun was used to kill, let's see, I just had her name, Jamia Harris, uh, an Alabama freshman, or I don't even know if she went to Alabama. But on January 15th, there were, everybody was like, should this guy be still playing? Should he still be playing? He played through the entire thing. He's still playing. He did that uh, celebration or player intro where, a guy on the staff like checked him for a gun in one of the games, but he'd done that every game prior to this. So it was kind of like a story that became a non-story. What are your thoughts on this whole thing? Casino should, my question is, should he even have played or been playing during this whole thing? I, I don't think that he should have been playing um, just on the off chance that, you know, the off chance that 
he was part of this, you know, the shooting. Um, you know, it was allegations they had to do in the investigation, this and that. But as an organization, as you should not allow anybody to play until things are, you know, especially especially something this magnitude, you should not let somebody get on the court and play until things are figured out. I don't care how good he is or whatever. It, it's just, it's bad look on the college. Well, personally. he's been, he's been averaging almost 20 <clears throat> points and eight rebounds per game. Uh, he is expected to be a lottery pick in the next NBA draft and the, Alabama Crimson Tide are now going to be a number one seed in the NCAA tournament. So the school, it's one of those things where it's like, it becomes so weird when it just becomes like sports because especially college sports, because there's so much fucking money wrapped up in it, right? Like the difference between being a good school and a bad school and being in the college football playoffs or the NCAA tournament is literally like it could be as much as hundreds, hundreds of millions of dollars. Right. So I can see the boosters of those schools or the people running those schools being like, if he's not charged with anything and he's our best player, get him on the fucking court. Who gives a shit? Right. Like, so from the, it comes about money. It's, it's about people, you know, spending money and, that that's where shit gets corrupted and and fucking yeah. bullshit. In my opinion, well, he college shouldn't have sports been on the, has always been. Yeah, he corrupt. shouldn't have been on the court. Yeah. He should have been on the court because it, it looks bad and looks like it's gonna be a bad look for Alabama for letting him play. Well, there he hasn't been charged with anything yet, but yet. if you're the one who has the gun that kills somebody, like how. There's no way in fuck you just walk away scot free. Like, no, that's a, that's why like a murder. is he giving? Why is he giving his gun to anyone? With like, you think you give a gun so they can do what with it? There's only one fucking thing guns can do, right? Hunt or use to kill animals or people or fucking clay pigeons, like. So if his friend is like, oh, he gave you me meant, that gun. I, I see what you're. you're, you're... Guns are meant to destroy. Yeah. They're meant There's to destroy no whatever other purpose it is. for whether a gun. It's, whether it's for sport, game, you know, clay pigeons, hunting, whatnot. Like, I have family members who, who live in a farm town and they're hunters. They do hunting. I mean, but, and, and, and a couple of them are actual sport shooters. Um, so, like, yeah. it's, it's, it's not always to kill people, but it, guns are meant to be destructive used as weapons <laughs> like, yes. like and they, i'm sure they're they're, they're 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 like even just shooting like um for instance i have a cousin they uh, that he's a expert marksman with it with a handgun like he yeah. does tournaments and they're they're shooting little targets here and there but guess what the target's getting destroyed his guns destroy yeah. so like that's the to give you to give your gun your your personal gun, whether it was legal or not legal, whatever, to somebody without knowing their intentions, and you're not standing right there with it. Even if you're at a shooting range, and someone's like, "Hey, can I have your gun for a second? I'd be like, "Ah, oh, you can go and rent one and do all this. <laughs> I'm not going to give you my personal gun that's registered to me, so you can yeah. do whatever with. No, like that's not that's not how it should go. So 
No, in, in my opinion, I, I don't know exactly how the legal system works, but to me, that sounds like accessory to murder. That's that's where I keep coming from. And, you know, his coach does what a coach in this position would, you would think he would do, which is just, like, stick up for the player. Like, I'm not, I'm not really putting blame on anybody else in the organization yeah. because it's one of those things where, like, you never expect to be in that position. And then it's kind of like, on the fly, you have to come up with ways to be like, how do I talk about my player still playing in the game and even if he was, like you said, an accessory to murder, like it's one of those things where I don't think you ever think you're going to be in that situation. And then when you're in it, you're just like, the fuck are we supposed to do with this? But do I think he shouldn't have been playing? Do I think he should have been playing? No. Do I think this will kind of hang over that team's head and make them look bad? Like, yeah, until football season starts and then Alabama's one of the top five teams in college football. And then it's going to be like, who gives a shit kind of thing. So it's one of those things where it's just like, I don't think it was handled correctly, but I don't know how else you would handle it besides just sitting him, but then you lose a shitload of money. And if you're the organization, all you give a fuck about is money. So I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how that pans out. Now we go from college football to NBA casino. And guess what? It's our third gun story in a row because what? that's yeah. a trifecta. <laughs> uh, John ja Morant of the Memphis such a Grizzlies silly story. was seen on uh, his Instagram live video with a gun. He was flashing a gun. The team obviously suspended him. And then, hey, he now, as of. You suspended him before, like the before the investigation was done. Hey, look at that. Look what you did. <laughs> Woo. And so he uh apparently he's been as of yesterday he's been cleared of I mean there wasn't really a crime here. He just showed a gun, but if it wasn't registered to him, blah blah blah. So he's been cleared of all that. Apparently it was his gun. He was flashing it on Instagram live. He is at this moment going to miss at least four more games. You know, he came out with a statement that said, you need to be better with my, for my that team, the, blah, blah, that blah, That the blah. league wrote for him. Yeah. Now, interestingly enough, the NBA commissioner said, if you ever, if there was ever a gun on team property or a visiting team's property, that player would automatically be suspended for 50 games. So now... People have asked him about that. He obviously went back on that. So John Morant won't be suspended for the rest of the season, but well, he will he have be it on suspended. Property? I'm sorry. So you're saying well, the no. commissioner went back on that? Yeah. Well, I think he kind of danced around it. And that was one of those things he just said because he was like, this will never happen to one of the star players on a playoff team. And then it happens, but the issue is if it was with him on a road trip, that means he would have had to have had the gun with him when he traveled from Memphis to that town, right? So that means the gun would have had to have been with him in a NBA team's facility, right? So that's where it all becomes like, he said, she said, he could literally just be like, no, I had one of my friends take my bag to the hotel for afterwards, right? And then it's just like, how can you prove it or not? 
right? So the now the basketball perspective of this is the Memphis Grizzlies are third right now in the uh, in the Western standings, but the West is much different than the East, where they could easily fall. What if they lose two or three games and? a couple of the teams behind them win two or three games, they could fall from three to nine, right? They could fall from three to 10 where all of a sudden they're the third seed to a play-in game, play-in tournament. And then you have all this Morant stuff hanging over your head. And it just becomes one of those things where it's just like the funniest part of all this. And I was going to wait for Casino to be here for me to say this, but it's taken care of. His kid. The funniest thing about all this is Shannon Sharp kind of warned us about this. Like, who would have thought from that whole Lakers situation? I don't think he was right to do that in that circumstance, but uh, oh, Shannon Sharp. He yeah. Uh the funny <laughs> thing is that I was just saying to them, Casito, is uh Shannon Sharp was right when he got in that like big thing with. John Morant, I don't think he was right to get into it with him on the floor, but his impassioned speech about it the next day or the next two days or that Monday following on first take where he was talking about John Morant and John Morant's dad and entourage and how he still thinks he's like a gangster or a thug and like all that kind of stuff. All that there you go. Justified. Right. <laughs> like. He was, it's weird, this, the, the shit that Shannon Sharp like knows that come out to be true months later. He also said that thing about how nobody in Seattle liked Russell Wilson anymore. And there was issues with him having the front off or uh, an office at Seahawks facility. And everybody was like, what the fuck are you talking about? And then like that story broke a couple weeks ago where it was like everything he said was true. And so I don't know. I just think. Well, I mean, John Morant, you know, he didn't come from the best, the best area, and whatnot. You know, he worked hard to get into the NBA and whatnot. But you know, that it would, I would assume. Obviously, I'm not in that situation. I would assume it would be hard to kind of cut ties with, you know, the people you knew, how you grew up a bit, and I don't know. Uh, just, just throwing that out there a little bit as devil's advocate, not trying to justify it. I don't think I'm, I'm, I'm totally fine with, um, uh, people like doing their open carry and whatnot or concealed carry, you know, but you, you, you keep it away unless it needs to be used. And so flashing it around at the club, I just like, why, why, just why, why are you doing that? It looks like just know- great just don't do that yeah i know from uh our numbers that we have a shockingly large amount of listeners from outside of the united states i don't know why but i'm glad you're listening so thanks for listening now as now me and casino are obviously both americans uh i've never i think in my life i've touched a gun once and it was like my wife's uncle was like showing me a new gun he got and he was like hold it and I was just like okay and I like held it but I didn't put my hand on the trigger I literally just like sat on top of my hands and I was like okay here you go like cool gun I don't know shit about guns I've never shot a gun I don't know anybody who like has guns besides 
my wife's uncle basically. And you know, he has like the permits and all that kind of shit. So this thing with America where like guns are so prevalent, it's just like, yeah, I'm sure in certain parts of the country and certain, you know, swaths of people, like you said, farmers, hunters, you know, like obviously like gangsters and want to be gangsters, blah, blah, blah. But Guns are still one of those things where I support people to have them like legally, obviously making things illegal doesn't make it so people can't get it right. So just making guns illegal doesn't mean it would get rid of guns. That's a fucking stupid argument. But it's one of those things where if you're one of the stars or if you're in the NBA or if you're in any professional sport and it's literally like there's five things you probably shouldn't do, right? It's like, drugs, money, hookers, whatever the fuck it is, like all those type of vices. It's like, those are the things you shouldn't do because they will affect your legacy, but it's also really fucking hard or, you know, your career, money, all that kind of shit. It's also really hard to tell a 22 year old kid who went from, like you said, rough neighborhood, probably didn't have much growing up to now all of a sudden he has hundreds or getting to the point we'll have hundreds of millions of dollars and you just have unlimited money. And then it's just like, everybody just wants you to trade in, you know, that lifestyle to now all of a sudden you're wearing suit and ties and you're like a fucking businessman. And it's like, he's 22 years old. Like, yeah. Teach. Like he just needs people in his life to teach him. Like, listen, man, like you can have guns, register it, do all that kind of stuff, but don't just be flashing it to anybody because you're a young multimillionaire now, which makes you a target for people who will be like, he pulled a gun on me. I had a gun. Like, fuck that guy. I know he has a gun on him, right? Like now this just open, it opens you up as a target when you're already a target because you're a multimillionaire in the public spotlight. Like, yeah. it's just, man. I don't know. And so I really the, you, like, you say to get somebody to try to like, you know, help them be like, Hey, yeah, don't do that. You know, like a PR person, but they have to be willing to also not go down that route. Like well, that, he, he's yeah. 22, you know, he's 22. He's, you think he's listening to authority? No. Yeah. And I mean, like, I was, I mean, we were, if dude, if somebody gave us 20 or $50 million when we were 22, I'm not being like, oh, I would have invested it and spent the money wisely. Like, no way in fuck I would have done no. that. <laughs> like... No, we, we would have, we, yeah, we would have um, gone and got balloons full of helium and lit them on fire and watch them go poof. <laughs> not I mean, I'm not, that. Saying, I'm not saying I would have fucking went out and bought a bunch of guns, but I probably would have done some really <laughs> irresponsible shit with it and been, put myself in dangerous situations like... Of course I would have like of right. any, any 22 year old who one day had nothing. The next day has multi-million dollars. Like you're it's kidding like they, yourself. If it's just like, I would be a respectable adult. Like, right. You no, know, you there's, wouldn't. There's movies on that, you know, <laughs> but uh, right. just from, just, the bas- <laughs> <laughs> just from the basketball point of view, oh. like, uh, yeah, John Morant, 23 years old. I really hope he kind of like 
I don't know, just figures his shit out and just like kind of like gets his head on well, straight I, and is just I hope after this incident and and like you said, there will be like people know now that he he carries and I I hope there is now gonna be like some sort of like trigger and there's gonna be some, you know, people talking to him about this for a long time to come that I I do think that well, at least I hope that this will trigger something to be like, hey, I gotta stop doing stupid shit um, to be looked on by the league. Like, again, you're going to do, you know, you want to be who you want to be. That's fine. That that's, you know, that's totally, that's your choice as a person to act how you want to act and, and, you know, do what you want to do, be what you want to be. But if you want to have a longevity in this, this profession, you need to, you need to just be smart, calm it down a little bit. Yeah. Just be a little smarter <laughs> yeah. about it. Well, also, and again, this is the thing where if he wants to have open carry and, you know, all the licenses and stuff like that, that doesn't make it better, but at least it makes it so it's like not so like, well, first off, even with open carry, you shouldn't just be flashing it on like an Instagram live because obviously that sends the wrong message. At a nightclub? Yeah, exactly. But that's kind of what I was saying. I looked this up because I was like, is Memphis like a dangerous area or whatever? Memphis has the highest violent and property crime rate in the United States. Memphis, Tennessee is the most dangerous, uh, the most violent U.S. city in the United States, which I would have, you could have offered me a million dollars to name it. Memphis wouldn't have been in my top well, what have, which one was your number? Like, which one's your number one? I would have guessed Chicago. I would that's have guessed the, always. York. That's a, always the one that I always hear it's about. Always Chicago, right? Always. Like, but yeah, apparently Memphis, Tennessee, uh, Seattle has the most reported burglaries. Tennessee has the most, uh, yeah, highest, cr- highest, highest violent and property crime rate. That's fucking crazy. That is crazy. But. Yeah, hopefully Morant comes back better and just ready to take the Grizzlies into the playoffs. Now Casino, who I thought was coming out of the West, jumping over the Memphis Grizzlies. Nice segue right there. Who I thought the Memphis Grizzlies, or who I thought was going to shoot right past the Memphis Grizzlies, right? To the top of the standings was the Phoenix Suns. And now there is concerns because... Kevin Durant last night was injured uh, in pregame, did not play in the game, but uh, report as of today, Suns forward Kevin Durant could miss the rest of the regular season with an ankle sprain. So again, all the top choices, it's like whenever you call something. I'm pulling up the, go for it. It's a, Sorry. Yeah, it's just one of those things where it's like whenever you call something in any sport, it's like always in the back of your mind. You have to be like, well, this doesn't happen if there's like freak injuries or something like that. At this point, Kevin Durant is, I don't want to say injury prone, but he's definitely more, uh, he's definitely had more injuries as he's gotten older, right? He missed a lot of time with the Nets for that, missed some time with the Golden State Warriors, but when he's in, he's top three player in the league. And his son's uh, debut, he had a great game, him and Devin Booker. Like, this team can win the West title. Can they do it without 
Kevin Durant? I don't know because the West again is so just open. Like if the West, it's Nuggets, Kings, Grizzlies, Suns, Warriors, Clippers, uh, Timberwolves, Mavericks, Lakers. So I, the Pelicans are right under that. Thunder are right under that. I don't think either of those are viable teams. Mavericks play no defense whatsoever, right? Kyrie Irving again came out last night post game after a loss and was talking about the most random shit ever uh, again. So he's due for another uh, episode or leave of absence or he can't play because of. Right. So, so you say that you're worried about the Suns um, now with, with, with him being hurt. Um, I mean, they still, I mean, I know the Thunder's not the greatest team out there, um, but Oh, dog wants in. Uh, they're not the greatest team out there, but I mean, the Suns still put up, uh, still beat them by 31. They still put up over 130 points. Um, yeah, so but they think, were playing the Thunder. That's kind of what they I'm saying. Playing- so let me, I want, I want to ask you, is that like, do, I mean, do you think that that was just like an outlier kind of thing, or do you think that they're still got enough talent to remain in in that four seed over in the West? Because currently, as I'm I'm looking at it here, like the Warriors. The, the Warriors are three game backs, three games back on them, um, as well as the Clippers. Do you think the Suns could drop down to the six, seven, maybe even the eight, uh, with Kevin Durant being out? Uh no, but that's only I do think they might fall behind the Warriors. I don't know if they can okay. keep pace with the Warriors, but the Warriors are having like an all-time historically bad record on the road season. Like, their record at home is phenomenal. Their record at home is abysmal. Like, they've only won... Yeah, uh, you have the stats right there. They've only won four on the road, right? Is that the... Uh, No, so no. So the Suns show they've... uh, Blah, blah, go move... Or not the Suns, the Warriors, blah, blah, blah. Away, they're 7-25. and Yeah, Seven and 25. I believe there's only two teams that have a worse win record on the road. And it's like the Rockets and Spurs who are both uh, Rock- the two six. worst teams in the West. Yeah, they're, 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 they're both at six. Yeah. So the Warriors, again, I yeah, wouldn't. Pist- Pistons I was, also have seven wins on the road. That's it. Uh, uh, but in, and the in, Pistons in the are the worst team in the East. So the. Yeah, so their, their, their road record is, is tied with the three worst teams in the league. <laughs> yeah. And they're currently the fifth seed. So they're, they have 34 and 32 record. They're six and four in their last 10. Uh, Steph Curry has come back. Is he injured now? I don't know. Uh, I don't know, man. The Warriors, again, the Warriors are one of those teams where do, would I want to play them in the playoffs? Absolutely not, because they have three guys that can just all of a sudden jack up eight threes, and all of a sudden you're down by 12 points in the fourth quarter, and you're like, how the fuck did this happen? Like, they're one of those teams oh, yeah. where if they get hot, there's nobody really in the league who can keep up with them. I was, and I was watching – especially. Go ahead. For it. I was going to say, I was just watching a lot of the college basketball recently – and teams are up by 10 and you're like, okay, you know, up by 10. And then I'm continuing doing some of my bar work. And then I look over and it's a one point game. And it was like, oh, because this team just hit three threes in a row. Like, <laughs> yeah. But, and well, you're right. Just... The warrior, the warriors can do that. Like they have that talent to be like, all of a sudden you blink and they're back within the game. So, yeah. 
So I don't know the West again. I, I still say, let me. The... I, I want. I want to say now. Uh, I'm gonna. I am going to cut you off here. Um, <laughs> now in the West, do you think this is pretty much? It's the Nuggets going the whole way now with the Durant being injured. Because if he does come back, say he's gone the regular season, and he comes back for the playoffs. Um, do you think it's his injury is going to be significant enough to not help them propel going forward? So there's about like 15, 16 games left on the regular season schedule. Only thing I will say about the Nuggets holding on to that one seed in the West is right now they are seven games ahead of the Kings. No, I don't think the Kings can catch them, but the Nuggets last, what, 15, 16 games that I just said, it is a murderer's row of, oops, I think I just, there it is, a murderer's row of, uh teams they have to play they are playing you know spurs nets raptors pistons which are good but then they're playing a really feisty knicks team they play the bucks the sixers the suns the warriors the suns again end with kings and jazz like that's kind of a tough schedule to end on but i don't think the kings can catch them the Grizzlies are in third, but with all the Morant stuff, who knows what the fuck Grizzlies. And they were already kind of sliding back down before the Morant thing happened. And then that happened at the worst time. Then you get to the Suns, which can they overcome the Durant injury? They'll definitely be in the playoffs, but who knows what seed they are. The Warriors, I mean, with that road record, you know all their wins are basically going to have to come at home, right? So... They're going to basically have to go undefeated at home to move up or pretty much stay at fifth. The Clippers, now we get to the Clippers, uh, Timberwolves, Mavericks, Lakers. The Clippers Casino, since trading for uh, Russell Westbrook, and I got this yesterday, so this is not including last night's game, but the Clippers are 1-5 in five since trading for Russell Westbrook and have moved from the fourth seed to the eighth seed in the West. The Lakers on the other end, even with LeBron injured, since they traded Russell Westbrook, they are seven and three and have moved all the way up from the 13th seed to the ninth seed. So wow. Talk about a plague on a team, man. Ooh. I said it on this podcast. Why the fuck would you trade for Russell Westbrook if you're the Clippers? You had like kind of a good thing going right there, but the Clippers trade of Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, where they were like the next like super team or whatever, is a failure on all levels, right? Those two guys barely play games together. Kawhi Leonard almost sat out for two years. They've never won. I think they've won one playoff series, if that. So just an abysmal, abysmal abomination. This would have been the year where it was just like, we can make a run because there's nobody really threatening in the West. Everybody's kind of within each other. Again, the Nuggets always crumble when they get to the playoffs. So West is wide open. Uh, I like the Lakers. Anthony Davis has been going off since uh, LeBron hasn't been there. And if LeBron's rested and they get back in the playoffs, then it's eerily similar to... Uh, the 2020 bubble year where LeBron James got that big rest, came back, rejuvenated, and then they now have one of the best defensive teams in the NBA. So I really like them. I think in the West, I really like the Lakers. 
I like the Warriors. I don't trust the Mavericks at all because they don't play defense. I thought they would be a much better defensive team than they've shown, but they're just going to have to outscore everybody. And then I don't trust the Clippers and then the Suns. So really it's Nuggets if they can overcome their playoff collapses. Suns, Warriors, Lakers. Anybody else comes out of that uh, West, I'd be shocked. Now, last thing in the NBA casino, we'll move over to the East. Uh, Sixers are kind of surging a little, but mm-hmm. I've seen this story before. I don't trust them. I don't trust well, this team. I don't trust Harden in the playoffs. Look, uh, look, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to propose a couple things, you know, since you know this a little better than me, um, kind of give you a couple talking points here. So um, obviously it's getting closer to the end of the season. I'm watching it a little bit more because, I mean, I'm still a sports guy and I like watching, you know, I like watching the playoffs of any sport and getting there. Um, so, I mean, the Celtics, they, they did win. Um, they just, they did win, uh, the other night, but they were on a three game trailblazers. Yeah. Against the trailblazers. Um, but they were on a three game losing streak against good teams. Uh, they had the Cavs, the Knicks and the Nets that they had lost to, which are teams that are outside of the Sixers are all right below them. Um, I know that you kind of said like the Bucks and the Celtics were on their own little island. Um, but as you're saying, the Sixers are making a little bit of a surge. They've won three in a row. Uh, the Nets have won three in a row. Uh, the Knicks, they did lose, but they were doing all right. And then, I mean, the Cavs, they keep they keep moving. So let me ask you, is, there, is it a panic time yet for Boston? Or do you think they just had a, a three-game slip up? Um, are the Bucks for real? And do you think one of these two New York teams, the Cavs or the Sixers, are legitimate enough to go after those top two teams, especially since like the Celtics have shown a little bit of weak weakness. Um, I so I propose think... that to you. Cause I mean, going last time we talked it was a little different. So I wanted to get your take on that. Yeah, I do think, I do think the team now, I remember last time saying like, Oh, I trust the bucks and Celtics. I think I'm down to just trusting the bucks. I really okay. do think the Bucks come out of the East. The Celtics, now, when it comes to the Sixers, they own the Sixers. Every Sixers-Celtics game I've watched this season, it's felt like the Sixers, uh, or no, it's felt like the Celtics just dominate them, right? And then win the game, even though the game's close, and then at the end of the game, watching it, you're like, how the fuck did this game end as a three-point game because it felt like the Sixers just murdered them the entire game. That's felt like every um, Sixers-Celtics game I've watched this entire season. Now, where it becomes interesting is the Knicks. So the Celtics have the Sixers number. It really feels like the Knicks have the Celtics number. They beat them twice. They beat them once pretty convincingly. And then the Knicks had a nine-game win streak. Now, everybody obviously inflates and blows up the Knicks just because it's a New York team. The media would really love the Knicks to be good. Are they good? I mean, they're the fifth seed in the East, but as we've said on this uh, pod before, the East uh, and West feel the West is obviously a lot closer than the East, even though in the East, the numbers are closer, but the teams feel like, bigger chasms right like it really does feel like bucks 
Celtics are clear one and two, and then everybody's under there. Whereas the West, it feels like it's wide open. It could be anybody. However, when you look at the records of the East, like the East teams are better collectively than the West, even though it doesn't feel like that way. So I really do think, I don't think the Nets are heat uh, or Hawks, Raptors, they're six, seven, eight, nine. I don't think they're in contention for anything this year. I obviously talked about the six, uh, Sixers as a fan. I watch a lot of their games. It's one of those things where, like the Nuggets, I'm waiting to see what they are in the playoffs. Now, where it comes down to is Cavaliers and Knicks. I don't know what to make of either of these teams. I've liked the Cavaliers even before the season. I just like their team makeup and their additions uh, in the offseason of uh, Donovan Mitchell. I feel like it's just uh, picked up that franchise to places it hasn't been since LeBron left, right? And then when it comes to the Knicks, they're like really feisty and like just really interesting team to watch because they almost feel like they get up for big games and they're obviously coached by Thibodeau who did who always just seems like he hypes his team up to play in big situations right he did that with the Bulls so I don't know I don't think the net Knicks can do I don't think the Knicks can beat the Bucks, but in a seven game series from what I've seen especially the past couple weeks I think they might be able to beat the Celtics in a series I really do want to see Nick Celtics five or seven game series in the NBA playoffs and just kind of have like both those teams just be like, all right, prove it. Like prove you can beat this other team this many times. But right. yeah, I still think, I really do think if I had to put money on it, I think it's Bucks, uh, Bucks, Suns, or I feel like I'd go Warriors. I don't really see anybody else in the league right now i mean i would love i would love to put the sixers on that list but the reason they're not on the list is the same reason the nuggets are which is i've seen this story before great in the regular season and then they just collapse in the playoffs for whatever reason jokage harden i don't know i need to see it in the playoffs all right casino let's uh do nhl and then we'll that was great we'll, that was whew, I'm, I'm very proud of you Stuff. I mean, you talk way too much. I talk way too little about this. <laughs> well, you've that's talked about this, and I've listened. <laughs> People love it. Yeah, I mean, that, that's the story. Of, that's the story of our of our lives. <laughs> story of our lives. Uh, anyway, uh, so yeah, we're starting to. Oh, come on, stupid thing. We're starting to get towards the end of the season here. Um, we've got. I'm gonna go. You know, I'll try to do what you just did for the NBA. But um, also, I want to kind of hit on uh, some of the awards that are getting ready to be out there. And, um, yeah, who, who's running the top awards? I won't get into the actual, like, numbers on it. But um, a few of the the big awards out there. I mean, you have the, the Hart Memorial, which is given to the league's most valuable player. Um, currently, Connor McDavid, you're going to hear that name a lot. He's having a stellar year. Um, even though the Oilers – let me move over here real quick. Um, even though the Oilers aren't doing super hot right now, um, Connor McDavid is still just absolutely insane. He's one of the best players to ever play the game, um, in my personal opinion. Um, but yeah, he's he's currently the the heavy front runner for MVP uh, this year, and reason being is going on how many uh, uh, 
goals he scored, points he scored. Um, so like the Rocket Richard Award uh, trophy goes to the most uh, the the league leader in goals. He's currently winning that. Uh, I'm going to go to this other page because it actually breaks down things for me slightly better. Um, but yeah, he's got. Uh, why are you doing that to me? Anyway, uh, yeah, he's he's leading the front front runner on that. He's also leading the league in most points. Uh, so he's also on that watch for that award, um, which that award is called the Art Ross Award. Um, sorry again, I'm just not 100 percent prepared today. I'm just I'm awful. I'm an awful person, <laughs> awful human being, or human being, human born. Jesus, that's not true. Plus, you know, my that's phone not is not. Thank you. Plus, my phone's not being 100 percent cooperative. Um, so one of my favorite trophies, I always like this one because I play goalie myself in indoor soccer. Well, I used to. I don't play much anymore. Um, but the uh, Vesna is the trophy awarded to the best goaltender. And by a large margin, it goes to Linus Olmark for the Boston Bruins because they're still having potentially the best uh, best season in, a, in NHL history. Um, they're still on pace for that because they just, now, just don't lose. This is my question to you, Casino. Oh, when no, you talk. bring up the Bruins – there is 20 games left the Bruins have. Mm. At the moment, they have 103 points. The record in a season is 136 points. Do you think they break that record? So In so, 20 games, can they get 33 points? Yes, because if they, they win out, that would get you 40 points because it's two points per win. Um, and, yeah, they're looking good. And you can still lose a game in overtime and still get a point. So um, I'm not going to do that, break down that math, but we're looking at a handful of games where as long they can lose, as long as they make it to overtime, which is possible, but they're, they're in full stride right now. Like I said, they've gotten better. Well, they're on a 10 game win streak right now. Their last well, 10 now games, my second question for you is 20 games left. They need to win 16 of these games to break the record for most wins in a season. Do you think, or no, I'm sorry. They need to win 13 of 20 games to tie the record 14 to break it. They are on pace right now. And that is if they win the game in regulation. So they can still lose. So say they have to win, they win 13 games, right? Or so they have to win 13 games and they can do that. All right, how about you just throw this out? They win 10 games, they lose seven, but they uh, or lose six in they have some regulation losses or some overtime losses. You're still gaining points. I 100% think that they can do this, especially like I was saying, the acquisitions they acquired at the trade deadline and with them, they're on a tear right now. Um, they're like I said, their last 10 games, they're not just winning them. Um, they're not just winning them. They're winning them in regulation. Um, they're, they're absolutely crushing teams here. I'm going to pull up their action. So you do the, think they the break thing. both the points scored and wins in a season records this season? Yeah, easily. Um, 100%. Damn. Because with points, they're still racking up points. Like, it's absolutely nothing. Their last few games, four, four goals, seven goals, four goals, three goals, three goals, six goals. Uh Three goals, six goals, five goals, three goals, two goals, and five. In their last ten games, 
their lowest goals per game is two. Like they're just it's it's up. Okay, I'll get you up. Yeah, they're absolutely <laughs> crushing it. Um, and their goaltending has just been phenomenal. So the game, there's not a lot of game. Oh, you know how to get down, okay? I'm coming. <laughs> also, speaking of uh, hockey, uh, anyway. oh, there you go. It's on. I'm back. But um, yeah, no, it, it's they're absolutely crushing it. So yeah. Um, and then so now I'm gonna kind of go back over to um, talking now. I'm talking about defense. That's a good segue into uh, the James Norris Trophy. Um, that goes to the best defenseman. Um, it's not it's not a Bruins player, which is yeah shocking. I know, but it is a player <laughs> that um, a lot of people wanted. Uh, Eric Carlson, uh, fantastic player. So he's he's a front runner for that. Uh, Best rookie, though, uh, goes to Maddie Beneers. It's not official, but that's kind of where it's looking like. Um, and then, of course, best coach of the year, it is, it's going to go to the Boston Bruins uh, head coach in uh, Jim. He's going to crush it. Anyway, so uh, now I'm just going to look, I'm going to talk about like the standings here. Sorry. Trying to deal with the kid at the same time. It's always fun. I'm a little <laughs> flustered. But again, really nothing's changed. As I have said, um, it's pretty much set when it comes to, um, like, for example, the Atlantic division, Lightning, Maple Leafs, and Bruins, they're in. They're, they're, they're in. It is going to be a fight for the wild cards when it comes into those last couple teams. Um, same goes over for the Metropolitan. You got the Hurricanes, the Devils, and the Rangers. Nothing's going to be changed there. Um, the Islanders, again, they've just played more games. They are creeping up on the Rangers, but it's not going to happen. And the Penguins are just a full debacle. Um, so it's it's there's clear the teams that are even coming out of the East. Um, uh, moving over to the Western Conference, again, this one is a little bit more wide open. Um, all in all, I'm really excited for the NHL playoffs. Yes, the East is going to be fun to watch, but watching the the west like the east because like i said all these top tier teams are have been um loading up so to watch super top talent just beat the hell out of each other in the east is going to be fun um but in the in the western conference i really feel like any one of these teams like you you asked me last week you know who would you think i still said the stars um i really just don't know um who's going to pull off on this um, it, it, it's a really good setup for the NHL playoffs. Um, yeah, I can't wait to get into them and we'll, we'll move forward with that. I don't want really 15 more games, 15. When does the regular season end? It, it ends. 82, the... it's, eight, it's 82 games and most teams have so middle played, of April. Most teams have played looking at the average 64 games. So we're looking at roughly around 18 games left for, Everybody, roughly, give or give or take a game or two. I did. Uh, I did go to the hockey game because, like I said, I'm not a. I wasn't <laughs> fully prepared, so I can answer on the fly. No, no, I was just gonna say, me and the wife did go to uh, the Golden Knights game on Sunday. I believe it was against the Canadians, and 
they uh it was a fun game but man it got pretty it got a lot closer than it was the first uh the first period knights dominated second period canadians came back and then all of a sudden it was like a one goal game when the knights were like winning by three with like i think five minutes left to go and there was a bunch of obnoxious drunk like canadian fans around us who were losing their minds their mo yeah so it was it's i mean nothing better than watching like a uh golden knights game but yeah i I mean i didn't really have but i mean i'm glad they did pull that off because i mean the canadians are the worst team in the atlantic division so (laughs) i'm glad they pulled that off and i did watch um that entire game um Jonathan Quick, that was his debut for the Golden Knights. I know I talked about that, and you know the Golden Knights had their um, their questions with goalie going in, going towards the playoffs. Um, he played really well, uh, especially being his first start with the team. Um, however, the defense uh, did fall apart a few times, and the the goals that were scored on him were turnovers, either in the defensive or the neutral zone. So. Um, the Golden Knights gotta uh, gotta fix that. But again, I, if my daughter's calling for me, you know, so yeah, I think they're both our kids are freaking out. I think we'll call it there, Casino. Unless you got I'm anything coming. else. No. Uh, oh, I'm wearing the shirt again. Just by God chance, damn. I just love it. It's just great. <laughs> okay. All right. This has been the only sports podcast ended somewhat prematurely by our two children. I'm Father Will. That's Father Casino. We'll be back. <laughs> we'll be back week. Uh, adios, Casino. Bye. It's always great to go out on a podcast with a just child free little bird. Bloody so, murder, yeah. Great. We'll see you next week. Adios. Bye.